Okay. Well, <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about relationship. Relationship is really important. And, um, and I, we've said this before, and we are going to take communion, but we're going to do a few things before we take communion today. But we're talking about relationship, and it's so important to have a relationship with God your Father, with Jesus as Lord, and the Holy Spirit. Amen? Have a relationship. And, um, and to be in his presence, oh my goodness, wasn't his presence just wonderful? Just now, wonderful? Huh? Just He was just flowing through here. Touching your hearts and encouraging you, talking to you if you're listening. He was just, he was just, oh man, he came just true like this, came flowing in here, wanting to meet every need that you have. That's his job is to meet every need that you have. Amen. That's his job. And so you have to let him do that. And so we're talking about having a relationship with him and, and, um, and, the, and we, we do that. We've talked about that before, and we do that on, um, <laughs> okay, I can be louder. <laughs> we do that on um, uh, Wednesday nights, mostly. We have the time of, of worship, and we're going to do that this morning because it is so important to have that time in that present, being in the presence of the Lord in the place of worship and fellowship with him. And, and why it's so important is uh, it builds you up. In your inner man, it builds you up. Praying in the Spirit, of course, does that. And we do that on Wednesday nights. But you get in His presence, and it's just, it is so good. He's going to talk to you. He's going to tell you things. And, and you cannot be, just like we were just in worship just now, you cannot be in His presence. You cannot be in His presence and not change. There's always change that comes. Always. Say always. Change comes when I have a relationship, when I fellowship with my Father. Amen? Amen. And it's so, so good. I want you to look at Psalm 16, 11, please. And this morning when I was, I, I didn't know anything of what Zach was doing. I didn't know anything about what they were teaching in children's church. Today, they're talking about communion down there today as well. And they're going to take communion. And so uh, Ruby called me this morning about where the communion cups were. And I had had that word just go through my thinking. I had a bunch of different directions I was going to go. And so and then when she said something about communion, it, it, everything started to gel for me as well. And I just think that it is so important that we spend that time, that relationship with the Lord, that time with the Lord, because when you spend time with the Lord in your own personal relationship, and that's not just sitting there reading, although reading is good. That's not just sitting there praying, all that's good. But do you take time to listen to what he's got to say? <laughs> the last few Sundays, I get up and I have nothing. I sit there, and so I just sit there <laughs> in my chair. I, mean, I get up at five, and so I just sit there in my chair. Lord, what are we doing today? You know, so I sit there to listen. I sit there to listen. And then before you know it, something starts clicking on the inside. And then we know where we're going. It's not that I haven't prepped through the week, but what I prepped is not what we're talking about today. But anyway, Psalm 1611 talks about, um, thou wilt make known to me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy. In thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Thou will make known to me the path of life. 
we ha- we have, and and we you could probably read that whole thing, but the path of life that we that will be made known to us is because we'll spend time with Him. Spend time with Him. If we're not spending time with Him, we're allowing our soul man to be stronger. You know what I mean? Instead of our spirit man, it's in that place of spending time with him where you you are strengthening your spirit man you are hearing from him you are doing the things that are what he tells you to do you're being obedient and so practicing being in his presence is so important and spending time with him and this morning when I was prepping I was just asking this was before I had got the call or before I had anything I said Lord I said what 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 do you want them to know today he says I want them to know how much I love them. I want them to know how much I love them. You know what it's like when you have just your your wife or your husband or your children say, I love you, Mommy. I love you, Daddy. How that makes you, you know, feel on the inside. You just go gushy and I'm going to go buy you the whole world. You know what I mean? That's exactly. But see, God loves that. He wants to tell you he loves you, but he wants you to tell him how much you love him. You know, he's done everything he can do through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You have been given everything that pertains to life and godliness, and he wants you to walk in that. But if you don't spend time with him, your your flesh is going to have more of a dominant position than your spirit man. Amen? Your flesh, your flesh, your flesh. It wants to run away with your thought life. No, no kidding. It's jealous of this person and it's jealous of that person. And now oh, it's okay if I'm going to tell a little, a little fib. It's okay if I can't quite get there to that party. I'm just not quite up to par. But we usually say a little bit more. But basically, we're lying. We're lying. And so, so and when we spend time in his presence, he gets to routing all of that junk out of our life. We, we're convicted immediately when we say something wrong. Convicted immediately when we do something wrong. We're convicted immediately when we act wrong. I'll tell you, my thought life... My thought life, the minute I have a wrong thought, I tell you, I am so convicted. I have to deal with it right there. I haven't done it. It hasn't been exposed. Nobody's seen my wrong thinking. You know, and I could just, ah, nobody saw that. So, okay, who cares? No, God cares. God cares what your thought life is like. Because with the, what you think on is going to come out of your mouth eventually. What you think on is going to come out of your mouth. So he cares about your thought life. So if you're always going into the store and you're thinking, man, it would really be easy to grab that pack of gum. Nobody's looking. Be really easy to do. The more you think on that, the more you think on that, the more you think on that, it'll be easy to do it. See, and then that's just kind of a beginning step. It's like anything else you think on. If you think on wrong things or look at wrong things, Amen? Amen. It's like that. Then you step into a, an area where it's the next step is, oh, if I got away with that, I can get away with this. If I got away with that, I can get away with this. Nobody's going to know. Uh, but that's where you're wrong. God knows everything about you. And what's really interesting, he knows exactly what you're thinking right now at this very minute. 
He knows what you're thinking right now at this very minute. Is it on what you're going to eat when you leave here? <laughs> I mean, you know. So so we, we got to really... There was a warning I gave two, two Sundays ago. I think, Jeff, you were here, weren't you, Jeff? Yeah. I, I don't know how many were here. I wasn't going to give it again. But it's just really kind of, I think the Lord's prompting in that area. But it's time, it's time for the church to line up with what God has said in his word. It's time. We can't be, okay, I'm going to go over here just a little bit. It's okay to sin just a little bit. No, that's all done. God's bringing a halt to that. And he's trying to get that across to his church. He said there's going to be a place where we have to walk close to him. And we have to walk in line with his word. We have to. We have to. We have to be quick to forgive, quick to repent, quick to walk in love, quick to say we're sorry, quick to forgive. We have to be quick to do all those things so that we can stay in a place of protection. Amen? Place of protection. A place of protection. Because he, again, he has provided everything that pertains to life and godliness, everything. But if we make a choice to not receive everything he has, or we make a choice, well, I'm just going to, I can do this one little thing. God never got mad before. Well, I mean, not that God gets mad, but God never, nothing ever happened before because I did this. It's the enemy that does that. You know, when we step out in the wrong place, when we step into a place of unrighteousness, that's where we take an opportunity to get hit. Amen? And so, so just because maybe we've got by with it before, we're not going to get by with those things. Because his presence and his glory and his anointing is going to get stronger. It's going to get stronger. That glory and that anointing and his presence is going to get stronger. Now, I, I believe this morning was, was strong. We were all working together in unity, worshiping and praising him. And the more we do that, more the more that um, this church is going to look like a place on fire. You know, the presence of the Lord. Yeah. If you haven't, um, I think there's still some of the Duncan, Duncan Smith's words that were given out there on the table. If you haven't heard that or seen that, uh, please get that and keep that before you and pray about that. But that's for this church. Amen? That's for this church. So anyway, I wanted to just bring this, the importance of spending time with him and more so spending time with him because you're encouraged in that presence. You're, you're hearing what you're supposed to do, what your steps are in that presence. You're built up in that presence because you're taking time to hear the word or hear God. And, and then you have your, your goal before you. You have, you know exactly what God is telling you to do, and that's for you to do. Nobody else, that's for you to do. Amen? So so in his presence, um, we will know the path of life, just like it says there in Psalms, and there'll be the fullness of joy. We won't be so easily defeated in our mind if we spent time with him in his, in his presence. We get defeated in our mind a lot. We do, we do, we do. We get defeated in our mind. We get defeated in our mind. You understand what I'm saying? Our thought life defeats us. Our thought life defeats us. But you know, our spirit man's trying to tell us, you are the overcomer. 
you have the victory. You are more than a conqueror. Amen. That's what the spirit man. That's what the spirit man would be telling us. Your thought life will tell you. Yeah, you've been in this place before and it never was good. Or this isn't, this isn't going to happen. Look how long you've been believing God for something to happen. You know, I was just thinking this morning on a situation in the family where it took two years, two years of intercession and praying and believing God for a manifestation of healing. Two years, two years, step by step by step by step. We found out that the, we found out that the, Doctor didn't really know what they were doing, so we got a different doctor, and immediately the situation changed. Immediately. But it took two years of that intercession and, and believe in God in the midst of the situation. So we have the opportunity. We can walk in wholeness of life all the time. We can walk in victory all the time. But what defeats us is our mind right here. Our, our mind defeats us, and if we, what we think on will come out of your mouth. Okay, so so God wanted, to, wanted you to know how much he loves you. And I think we experienced that somewhat, but we're going to do some more of that. Um, I want you to look at, um, well, I, God, God said he never leave you or forsake you. He loves you. Um, you can look at that. Let's look at Hebrews real quick to look at that before we go to go to the other scripture verse. So I want, to, I want to take time here, make sure we have time for Hebrews um, 13, please. Thirteen uh, five. So this is talking about your character. Um, I mean, you can read the whole thing um, if you want to the whole chapter, but let your character be free from the love of money. Being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So that we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What shall man do to me? What shall man do to me? The Lord is for you. He is not against you. He loves you. He sent his only son to die for you. And even if it was just you alone, he would have done that for you because he wanted the fellowship. He wanted to be able to walk in the garden again with his family like he did with Adam and Eve. And the only way he could do that was to, to send Jesus to, um, to uh, bring that separation to a halt and bring us back into a, a right relationship with, with him as a, a son or a daughter. Amen? Amen. So... He meets every need, never leave you. Okay, so let's go to First John, please. First John. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. And i got to move right along so we got time for everything else here. Um, that's First John. Um, I think it's chapter three, I believe. Let's see here. No one who abides in him. This is verse six. No one who abides in him, who lives and remains 
in communion with and in obedience to him deliberately and knowingly habitually commits practice of sin. No one who habitually sins has either seen or known him or recognized, perceived or understood him or has had an experimental acquaintance with him. Going on to uh, verse 7. Boys, lads, let no one deceive and lead you astray. He who practices righteousness, who is upright, conforming to the divine will and purpose, thought and action, living in a consistently conscientious life, is right, is righteousness, is righteous, even as he is righteous. Verse 8. But he who commits sin, who practices evil doing, is of the devil, takes his character from the evil one, for the devil has sinned, has violated the divine law from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was made manifest, visible, was to undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works of the devil. Amen? Amen. So so God has made a way through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, I want us to go over here to... um, in, in the importance of fellowshipping with him so you can stay in a right standing position. Okay, John, um, just big John now. John 16, please. John 16, 32. Um, Behold, an hour is coming and has already come for you to be scattered, each to his own home. And this is Jesus talking, of course, to the disciples. And to leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. And that's important for us to know that we are never alone. We are never alone. Say, I'm never alone. I'm never alone. So if the enemy comes to try to tell you you're alone. You're all by yourself. There's nobody with you. That's a lie, isn't it? Because the Father is always with you. You are never alone. You are never alone. And so if, when we spend time in, in fellowship with him, we, we build that, that is built up on the inside of us that we're never alone. He's always with us. You know, when you spend time with him, you take that wherever you go. You just know that his presence is always with you. Amen? You know, if I was going to have a relationship here with Ryan, and we could sit down over a cup of coffee, but if he never talked to me or I never talked to him, would we have a relationship? No. No. If I never talked to him and he never talked to me, or I never took time to listen to what you had to say. Maybe you had some really important stuff to tell me, but I never listened to it. Do I have a relationship with him? Am I, am, am I going to grow because I, I heard what he had to say? Am I going to gain more knowledge because I heard what he had to say? Hmm? So in that relation, in that time of relationship, it's important that we spend that time. And, and, and this is just not a plug for Wednesday night. I, I cannot explain to you how, how important Wednesday nights are. And I know we're not having it this Wednesday night. But I would have to encourage you to get to that time, that special time. And I want to do that. I want us to take that time right now. And let's look, before we do that, this is where we're going. We're going into communion. First uh, Corinthians 11, please. First Corinthians 11. 
verse 27. And, and therefore, we'll, we'll read the other part uh, later. But therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord is in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Verse 28, but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself if he does not judge the body rightly. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick and a number sleep. But if we judged ourselves rightly, we shall not be judged. So communion isn't just communion. And I cringe sometimes when I hear people say they do it every morning. I do cringe because it has to be, it has to be a heart thing. It has to be a place where you totally surrender yourself to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and you repent for every sin in your, every sin that you just get before the Lord and you find out where have I missed it, Lord? What have I done wrong? I'm so sorry. Anything that comes to you, you got to repent of. And if you're holding a grudge against anybody, I would not I would not take communion. If you have unforgiveness towards anybody, I would not take communion until you can deal with it. If you can deal with it when we do take communion right now, then I'm fine with that. And God would be fine with that. But it has to be a heart change. It can't just be a, it can't just be a, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'll forgive that guy. And then two minutes you walk out the door and you're still upset with him. What is that? Is that forgiveness? <laughs> is that forgiveness? Uh-uh. No. We have to do more than that. <laughs> anyway, so we have to examine ourselves, and so we're going to do that. We're going to take some time right now, and we got some songs set up um, where we're going to do that. And um, if, there, if you have strife with anybody, deal with it. If you got angry with somebody this morning coming, deal with it. You can't have that. You can't have jealousy. You can't have fear. You can't have torment. <laughs> you know why you can't? Because you're a spirit being. You can't walk in any of those things. Repent for it. Repent for being angry. Repent for being in strife. Repent for being jealous. I don't know. I hope this isn't too strong, but it should be strong. It should be strong for the hour that we're walking into. If you're going to do anything for the Lord, you better have it. Better have yourself in the right place. Sorry. I just have to tell it like it is because I have to deal with it myself. If I'm not in the right place, I need to deal with it myself. You understand what I'm saying? God is too important to me. My relationship with Him is too important to let sin or anger or, or unforgiveness to be in the way of my relationship. It's too important. Pride has no place. The only reason you can't deal with unforgiveness is you're, if you're walking in pride. has no place. We have to have that relationship with the Lord. And we have to get to that place where it's a real relationship with him. And it's not just to survive from day to day. Or when, when there's something that happens, we go before him and we say we're sorry. But we turn around and do the same thing the next day. We can't do that anymore. We can't do that anymore. 
We have to say we're sorry. We have to repent. And it has to be a heart change. It has to be a heart change. Jerry, would you go ahead? We're just going to take this time. This is kind of what we do on Wednesday nights, only it's not as long. But just take this time right now and focus on the Lord and um, talk to Him. Talk to Him about what's going on in your life. Easy to 
May my generation even be known, Lord, for a clear, clean, pure heart. Lord, may we be known as the ones with known motives, and the motives were for you, Lord. There's nothing hidden. There's no agenda. We're not trying to do anything but to love you. Nothing's trying to be built, Lord, but your house.
Jerry, let's take that out and put it on pause. And I want us to pray together. Okay? And then we'll, we'll do that. As we do that next song, we'll take communion at the same time. Okay? So, Father God, say this. Father God, I ask you, I humbly surrender myself to you, and I repent of all sin, whether it be of thoughts, actions, words, deeds. I repent of all sin. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I choose to forgive, to forget, to walk in love, and to surrender to your peace every minute of every day. Help me to be that pure vessel before you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so, um, Jerry, you can do that second second song. And if... Um, um, Jeff and uh, Ryan, if you want to come here, I'm just going to, if you want to pass these out, please. Here, I guess I can take that off for you.
I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 11:23. For which I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So take a bread. Do it in remembrance of him and what he did on the cross. Amen. He took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. thank you lord for the price that you paid we thank you we thank you father we thank you thank you thank you thank you for all that you have done or going to do and are doing even right now father for the change in our lives father for the strengthening in our bodies for the healing in our bodies for the wholeness that you paid the price for we just give you praise and glory we love you father we love you father we love you father we love you jesus and we love you, holy spirit and everybody said, Amen. 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 God is so good. Amen. He's good. A couple of things just to remind you of. When I said something, the Lord reminded me. Maybe he wants it said again. Um, the importance of keeping yourself right before the Lord is, is because the day, the time we are in, the anointing, the power, the glory is is coming forward, is rising, however you want to put that. At the same time, the demonic influences, you'll see that, want to try to compete and rise as well. That's why it's so important that we line ourselves up right with the Lord. We do those things that are right with the Lord. We spend time with Him. We spend time in fellowship with Him. We spend time praying. We spend time worshiping. And we spend time reading the Word so that we can walk in a righteous, right-standing place. Amen? So that's so important. That's so important. And it's important to the Lord because he's telling us again today, like he did a couple of weeks, that it's important that we get ourselves right, get ourselves straightened up. Amen. God is so good.